Google unveiled a trio of new products at its event yesterday, a new Chromecast, the Nest Audio Smart Speaker, and the Pixel 5 and Pixel 4a 5G smartphones. Now, what do we think about them? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me is our Google Beat reporter, Rich Nieva. Welcome, Rich. Hey, thanks for having me. So let's start off with the headliner of the bunch, and that's the Pixel 5. What did Google unveil, and, and how is this flagship phone you know, different from years past? So this is the Pixel 5. It's their premium phone for the year. It's different because it's, well, that's the thing. <laughs> it's, it's not that different. It's actually kind of scaled back from, from, from last year. So it's, it's different in that it's new. But it's missing a few things that the, uh, that the Pixel 4 had. Uh, the Pixel 4 had facial recognition and it had um, radar uh, gesture controls. Uh, they kind of scaled that back for this year. The big thing is that it's cheaper. It's hundred dollars cheaper than than uh, than it was last year. It's seven hundred dollars. Last year's was eight hundred dollars. So that's that's kind of the main the main difference. Yeah, it, when I was watching the presentation, the the Pixel Five did feel a little ho hum to me. There were no crazy new features, and really the the one addition to the the camera, which has always been a strong suit, was the ultra wide lens, and and that's something you know Apple had last year. I get that it's hundred dollars cheaper, but. You know, this is supposed to be the premium device that's supposed to, I guess, set an example for what, you know, the, the best of an Android experience can be. Like, what did you think of the fact that they, they kind of scaled it down? And what did, what did Google say about that? I mean, there are a few new software tricks. Like, there's a, there's a new thing called Hold For Me, which will, like, if you're, if, you're on the phone, if you're on the phone with a business and they put you on hold, it'll prompt you to, to get back on the phone with them so you don't have to wait and listen to whole music. And there's, like, Night, night Sight for portrait mode. So those, those are some, some new tricks. But mostly, yeah, it did feel scaled back. Google uh, answered uh, that question with uh, reporters after the show. Um, they, they basically said that they wanted it to be more, more affordable. And, you know, these things like the, the radar chip, uh, those are expensive in terms of R&D, in terms of components, and they wanted to make it accessible, you know, especially in a pandemic, although they could never have kind of predicted this thing. But they said that they, they saw the economy turning and they wanted to go where the consumers were going to be this year. Yeah, it's interesting that like the really the biggest innovation, quote unquote, is the fact that it's $100 cheaper. Um, and, you know, we've we've hit other companies over the head about putting out products that are overly expensive at this time. So I do give Google credit for that. Um, it seems a lot like they're, they're taking some inspiration from their, their sort of lower end line, the A line of Pixel phones. Uh, and they launched a new one, the Pixel 4a 5G. Can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, that one is actually really interesting. I think Google has been pretty straightforward about its its struggle in the premium market. You know, it, it, their executives have even said uh, years ago that, that this is, this is really hard for them. Um, they've shined actually in the mid tier market. The 3A sold really well. They, they already said that the, uh, the 4A is selling well. The 4A with 5G will be really interesting because it's a 5G phone that is, uh, $500 and, uh, really a good value for that kind of next gen connectivity and cheaper than a lot of the, the 5G phones that we've seen already being introduced. Yeah, and, and just to be clear on the difference, the Pixel 5 starts at how much? Pixel 5 is $700. The uh, the five, Pixel 4a 5G is $500. And the Pixel 4a without 5G is $350. Got it. So those, yeah, those those phones are significantly less expensive. Uh, and our colleague, Shara Tipkin, actually makes the argument in a story today that the 4A 5G might actually be the better bet since it does have the same camera tech as the 5, right? 
Yeah, yeah, I'm with Stara. I think that it will be a really interesting uh, product to watch and see how it how it sells. Yeah, it's interesting to note that the phone is not available for pre-order yet. I think there's like a wait list. It, co- it comes out a little bit later than the Pixel 5, uh, but I imagine there are a lot of folks who are going to be interested in that phone. Um, one other note, if you're a Verizon user and you want 5G, the Pixel 4 a 5G is actually $100 more there than, than Google's price. So that's uh, just a bit of warning in case you're a Verizon customer and want that 5G. Um, you've got a story out. Uh, it came out yesterday. On, uh, just sort of looking at the Pixel overall, the fact that it hasn't really been that relevant among the major smartphone players. You, you talked about the struggles that they've had in the premium market. It's been five generations of pixels. Like, why why hasn't a Google phone resonated more? It's it's a good question. I mean, it's it's the premium market is is very very competitive, you know. And if if you look at competing with Apple and Samsung, Apple and Samsung are phone companies, yeah, you know, like at heart. Um, Google is a search engine company, and so Apple and Samsung have done the things around their products that that um, set them up for success. You know, they've Apple's got stores, they they've got mark they've got marketing year round, they've got commercials, they've got uh, events more than once one more more than once and twice a year. Um, Google hasn't really done the things to make their uh, their their phones as successful. Um, they've got this event every year. They've, they've got a, a, a little launch, uh, in May sometimes, but for the most part, you see these pixel commercials, uh, around the launch time and really that's it. You know, the, the marketing hasn't been there as much, so it's, it's a lot of different things, but I think setting up a, an ecosystem around their products has, uh, has kind of been a, a factor here. All right, so let's let's move on to smart speakers. So Google unveiled the Nest Audio, which is sort of equivalent to an Amazon Echo or even, I guess, I, I've heard comparisons to the Sonos speakers uh, in terms of more higher-end fidelity than, you know, your standard Echo Dot or uh, Google Home Mini. What are some of the details of the Nest Audio? So it's it's 100 bucks. Um, and it's the first time that Google is actually refreshing the, the, the main Google Home that they came out with in 2016. You know, they say that the, the big differentiator this year, it, it's in the name, is, is audio. And so they say that it's 75% louder than, uh, than the original Google Home was and that it's got a 50% stronger base. Um, and it, it comes in new colors. You know, Google's colors are very, you know, whimsical sounding. It's, it comes in chalk, in sage, in charcoal. But mainly, they're saying that it's it's uh, it's uh, good audio that'll that'll be the difference. Right. I, I noticed that it was uh, interesting that I didn't even remember that they like hadn't refreshed that original Google Home for this long. It's been four years, and in that time, I think Amazon has refreshed its sort of marquee Echo products a couple times. Um, so it's it's interesting that um, I also wonder about these speakers in general because. You know, we, we all know how popular those smaller those smaller speakers are, right? The Dot, the Home Mini, they're the kind of puck-like. They're almost like stocking stuffers every holiday season because they're so cheap. Uh, this is a lot more. It's 100 bucks. Uh, I'm just curious what you think the demand is for these kind of higher-end speakers that aren't necessarily full high-end speakers, but are kind of that mid-range, right? Where they're they're better than a Mini, but they're not quite like pro-level speakers. It'll be it'll be interesting to see who actually buys it, you know, because it'll be it's got to be something where like you know you're you're gonna you're gonna want to display it out in your living room, right? You you can kind of hide away a Google 
home mini or uh, the Nest mini and just kind of put it like on a table somewhere. But like, if, if you're going to spend like hundred bucks isn't nothing. So you're, you're going to kind of want to flex, right? You're going to want to show it off if you're going to, um, if you're going to spend the money on it. And so it'll probably be something for, for folks who want something a little bit more, more showy, I guess. Definitely. All right. Lastly, there's the new Chromecast and a, a revamped Google TV interface. Talk about that. What What's new about this? So the new thing really is uh, is it comes with a remote now. Um, you know, and it's uh, they've rebranded uh, Android TV to Google TV. Um, so there's a lot of parallels to Apple TV, right? Um, the the remote also you know kind of looks like an Apple TV remote, and it's it's kind of a shift for Google um, in terms of their their living room strategy. Google used to say that. Uh, your phone was going to be the remote for your living room in your life. Now they're saying, well, no, actually, here's a remote. Uh, we'll, we'll just give you the remote. You know, the, the interesting thing is it's, it's got a Google Assistant button on it, which I think in, in many ways is kind of the key here. Like, that's the point of all this. Google just wants to get its software to more places where you are. And, you know, giving you a Google Assistant button on your TV remote is is pretty indicative of their entire strategy, right? They just want to give you as many access points to the Google Assistant as they can. And this is just one more way to do that. Uh, well, Rich, that was a lot of news to break down. Uh, thanks for coming on and sort of detailing all these different products. You can read all of this coverage on CNET.com. If you have any questions about these topics, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge. And if you like what you heard here, please subscribe and read the show. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.